Albuquerque, New Mexico. We are back with another episode of ABQ Stages, the podcast. I am Matthew Van Wettering, joined and by... I am Miami, James Cady. You don't need to introduce me, man. I can do that by myself. You say, I am Matthew Van Wettering, and then... You turn it over to me and it I gets, say... It gets discombobulated every time. and I've been Every listening. time we do that. I know. And that's why I, I took it out of there is because that's what they do on podcasts. I introduce you, then you come on and say something. That's oh. what they do. That's what, it, it takes that out of it. You know? I'm going to have to go back to Podcast 101 then, figure that out. Well, I listen to a lot of them. And I, I actually noticed that we did that in the beginning a lot. And so I'm like, what do other people do? And I went and checked it out. And I say, here's my co-host, uh, amazing co-host. I give you several accolades, several amazing comments. Yeah, well, I could add and then, more. And then, and then James Cady, and then, you, and then it, that's like your cue to fire it. Uh, let's, okay, I'll make you deal. Let's try it again right now. Let's, okay, uh, two, three, four, and go. What's up, Albuquerque? What's up, here. Albuquerque? <laughs> we are back with another <laughs> back. episode. Uh, I am Matthew Van Wettering, joined uh, by yeah, my... I am I am James Cady, and he's Matthew Van Wettering. And here we are to bring you the best in Albuquerque theater. How was that, yes. Matthew? Yeah. Let's get on with our guest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have a, a really great guest today, uh, Lewis Hauser. Uh, he's directing The Dinner Party at the Adobe. And it's, you know, not one of Neil Simon's most uh, well-known plays, but an amazing structured play that came from decades of writing that he came up with this formula. Yeah, it was um, experimental for him. Exactly. He'd never done anything like this before. It was the 31st play he had written. He, he wanted to get serious. He loved his his farces, right? He loved mm -hmm. using that structure. Comedy heals. But he takes a, a turn in this one and tries to to bring the the realism to the piece in, in things that relationships absolutely go through. I'll be interested to see which relationship mine falls under <laughs> <laughs> and how he describes this relationship um, on stage. Yeah, well, I have three of those to judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Do huh? you think all three of them are up there? They're all up there. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you they'll all be there in one form or another. Relationship archetypes. Yes. Okay, let's bring him on. He's in the waiting room. Come on, Lou. Lou Hauser. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Good morning, Lou. Good morning. Uh, Lou's going to be directing the next show at the Adobe Theater entitled The Dinner Party by Neil Simon. It's going to be running from January 20th through February 5th. Lou, what made you choose this play? Um, it It has become my favorite Neil Simon play. Um and I know that's saying a lot because he's written quite a balance of uh, quite a balance of work. But this is unlike anything he's ever written. Um, it's uh, it's more on the serious side. He wanted to explore the fine line between uh, farce and drama, and um, he wrote a play that didn't exactly do that. That he wasn't too uh, too pleased with. It went more on the farcical side. So he decided his next work he was going to stick to his guns and uh, try that. And he did, and he did it very successfully, in my opinion. 
Well, he ran uh, over 300 performances on Broadway with it. Yeah. And uh, so that's a good track record for, for anybody. Uh, yeah. The play opened in my old stomping grounds, Mark Taper Forum. Uh, yeah, I saw it there. <laughs> Is that where you saw it? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I saw it. And uh, fell in love with it. And um, and here you are uh, uh, just uh, 15 years later, Lou, and you're directing the play. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is my third time directing this show. Oh, you must really love it then. Where'd you do it before? I love it. I did it twice in L.A. at the um, North Hollywood Theater District. Oh, um, no, and NoHo. Yeah, NoHo. Yeah, did it sure. In NoHo Another of my old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. We, it, it was very well accepted both times. Great. I like to call it. The, I like to call it the Neil Simon play that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> no, and, and before this, uh, I started investigating it and I knew you were doing it. I had never heard of it either. It was his, <laughs> it was his 31st play. Yep. I'm not sure if it was his last, but, um, and he, you're, you're quite no. right. He did set out to try and bridge the gap between farce and drama. From the reviews I read, uh, he, he almost made it. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. depends yeah. on, I guess it depends on where you're sitting in the theater and how you felt when you got up that morning. Well, also, also directorially, too. Yeah, I think that has a, that has a lot to do with it. The way a director looks at it. So how uh, how's it? How are rehearsals going? Oh, rehearsals are going great. I have a fantastic cast and crew. I, I could not be happier. You want to give them a plug? Who's in it? Oh, God, I'm going to do that right now, and I'm going to read off their names just in case I forget one, which okay. sometimes happens. Cool. Uh, Tim Crofton is playing Claude. Ludwig Puchmeyer is playing Albert. Harry Zimmerman is playing Andre. Claire Gardner is playing Mariette. And Sarah Kessering is playing Yvonne. Good. And Carolyn Hogan is playing Gabrielle. And who's stage managing for you? Oh, my, my stage manager is wonderful. Ellie Langston okay, is good. stage managing. Oh, we we got everybody covered. That's great. Yeah, everyone is covered. It's just, it's it's great. And of course, uh, Linda Wilson is doing my set design and props. Yeah. And she's wonderful. Riley Lewis is my lighting designer. Yeah. And Shannon Flynn is my tech director. And Nancy Sullen is my production coordinator. So I could not be happier with my cast and crew. So let's break it down. We've got we've got three couples that show up. Um, what 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 goes on in that first act? Well, first of all, the play is done in real time. There is no intermission. It goes straight through. And I'm so glad Mr. Simon did that because it's not only the emotional pull it has on the audience. It's the emotional pull it has on the actors. There could be no break in this build. None. So you, you actually feel like you're part of the dinner party, like you were invited, like you're eavesdropping on these people. And basically, these couples are showing up wondering what the heck is going on? Why were they invited? Who are these other people? And somehow, some way, you see they are connected. Yeah, they think they're all strangers at the beginning. Yes, yes, yeah. but somehow they are all connected. I yeah. don't want to give too much away. Don't. That's a wonderful premise for a play, though. Yes, yes. So three couples, three divorced couples. Yeah, he explores all aspects of marital relationships in this play. There's uh, an he, aspect he misses. 
he himself being married five times. Five times. Yeah. Had, had a little experience in that area. And each couple represents one of those marriages. I would I'm think sure so. Yes. I'm sure. <laughs> of it. Sure of it. Yeah. 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 He had plenty of material to work with. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And and what do you what do you find that people leave having done it before? You know, what do you find people leave the theater thinking? Is it was it the comedy that sticks with them? Was it the relationships? What was it? What sticks with them is not only how well written it is and what a good play it is, but um, they kind of see themselves in different aspects of this, especially the married couples or, or the arguments they have had in the past or what it could lead to, basically, what it could lead to. It's almost like um, a warning signal. It's almost like a warning signal because I think Simon had a lot of regrets of uh, certain aspects of his marriages. So he put them all in this play. <laughs> yeah. So when people go home and they look at their wives or, or their spouses, respectively, they're going to look at them in a different light. Yes, they are. They're going to think about they're, they're going to think about the good things of the marriage. And then they also will think of the bad things that led to those good things. Yeah. Discussing the bad things. Well, so it like it, there's a lot to learn in this show. That's what I was thinking. It is a learning experience. Sounds like uh, it'd be a good one for couples to go to and, oh, and yeah. check out together, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely. Oh, it's definitely a couple play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Date night. Date night. Perfect. Perfect date night. <laughs> <laughs> and it does have that element of his humor. It does have that. Listen, Lou, I know you go way back. How'd you get started in this business? What drove you to it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I had um, a really incredible, believe it or not, it started with my junior high drama teacher, who really was my mentor. He, I was originally a music major. And uh, one day I was uh, I was actually beat up on the quad. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's always the quad. This teacher came over, uh, the, the quad at junior high school. They had this grassy area we yeah. called the quad. And this uh, this teacher came over and he broke it up and we started talking and he asked what my major was. And I was he liked the way I talked and he happened to be the drama and English teacher. And he wound up calling my parents in and actually changing my major huh. to theater arts. And then my music, and then uh, music became my minor, and so, <laughs> yeah. So he was the one that started me on this route. And uh, what he would do, he saw I had a knack for um, criticizing certain plays, and uh, he he started putting me on the path towards directing. He started talking to me about directing, and um, that's how it happened. He started when he had problem students, he would assign me to direct them. I'm sure it wasn't because you were a lousy actor that he put you on the path. to direct. Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was cast in all his plays. Okay. So, no, but no, he um, he really taught me. I learned a lot of things about discipline. Why do you think he put you in charge of to work with more troubled kids? Uh, because he. Um, he saw that I had a knack, the way I took apart a play that I didn't like, or the way I talked about a play I did like. 
And um, he just saw that. He saw that in me and uh, he was right. And then luckily, when I hit high school, I had another drama teacher who did the same thing. Uh, she saw she saw me do that. And when she had to leave, she had to go on to sick leave. And I actually, the substitute teacher really didn't know theater that well. So I actually ghost directed the school play. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's how, how things began. I, I got to ask you, Lou, were, were you one of these troubled kids? No, no, okay. <laughs> no. I was very lucky. All right, then you went on. This was in Los Angeles. Yes. Okay, and then you, after high school, you what? What happened? Oh gosh, after high school, I wound up going to uh, to college. I went to uh, Santa Monica College. Okay. And uh, then uh, I soon became involved in an equity waiver group in Los Angeles called uh, the Vagabond Players which unfortunately is no longer in existence, but I became the director in residence. And um, that was, I learned so much doing that because they did a lot of original work. And I learned a lot about stuff doing original work, like basically how to deal with playwrights. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So that in itself was a learning experience, believe me. And so you hung around Los Angeles for many years before you then you decided to move here. Yes, yes. Rents were going sky high in Los Angeles. My late wife and I had to uh, leave our apartment uh, because the landlord was going to remodel it and then uh, charge an extra $500 in rent. And so <laughs> we decided we'd, uh, we had to get out of there. And my wife saw something on Craigslist. Uh, about a couple in Albuquerque that uh, was we would rent the top part of their house and the rent was so low we thought it was a joke and then we got in touch with the couple found out it was no joke and we wound up moving to Albuquerque and that's uh, that's how it started in Albuquerque and when was that oh this was about uh, almost six years ago six years yeah that's I, I first met you I, I met you at the Adobe Theater one that's day. right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. When I first I met think you. you met me my first show at the Adobe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you one one last question. Looking back over it all, Lou, what is the highlight, the the, the show or whatever that you're most proud of, that you would uh, want on your tombstone? The show I'm most proud of was my last show I did when I left L.A. That was really special to me. It was, I directed it at Theater Palisades. It was um, the musical of the Spitfire Grill. Ah. And um, I actually don't know it in Albuquerque, but I directed a lot of musicals. And um, I read music too, which helps. But um, yeah, the Spitfire Grill, that will always be, always be something really, really special to me. That was that is... a very special show. So, and a very special group of people. Yeah. Mother Road did that uh, before quarantine, like a year or two before quarantine. At yes, Kishnet. I heard. Yeah, I heard about when I got here. I had heard about it that uh, they had done Spitfire Grill. It is a, a beautiful piece. I love the music oh, in it. It's, it's so. Oh, it's it's almost it's, it's an operetta. Mm. It's basically an operetta, and it's it's just beautiful. I mean, I'd like it better than the movie. 
Well, we need to get you doing some more musicals around here then, it sounds like. I would love to. I'm, I'm dying to do another musical. I mean, I love directing musicals. I mean, it was incredible. And in Los Angeles, I had a, um, a choreographer uh, that uh, we had a 23-year creative collaboration. She directed every musical I did. <laughs> I mean, she choreographed. She choreographed. <laughs> she directed. Yeah. That's, she that's choreographed funny. every musical I did. It was like, yeah. Once I left, she missed me. <laughs> well, awesome. So how is, uh, how is having done this show on other stages, yeah. how has it been adapting it to, to the Adobe space? Actually, I'm having a blast at the Adobe. The Adobe is a perfect theater for it. Mm. It's absolutely ideal for it. In fact, it's the best theater I've directed it in. I mean, it, it is absolutely perfect because the audience is really going to feel like they're part of that dinner party. I mean, it's it's just uh, perfect space, perfect space. Yeah, I, I couldn't like have a, asked for a better theater a and I couldn't have asked for a better cast and crew. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you got some great folks, uh, a lot of our our heavy hitters here in Albuquerque, but yeah, to make them like, I love that about the Adobe, how intimate it is. And the audience is like a fly well, on the wall. This play cries for intimacy. I think that's why Simon opened it at the Mark Taper forum. Cause that was a much more intimate theater. But that's 800 seats, Lou. Uh, well, still, still, it still gives the, the feeling of intimacy. I know it does. Exactly. With all, oh, yeah. even, in spite of those seats, you feel like you're there. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, that's really cool. And this is the first time I've met you, Lou. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's Pleasure meeting you. Too. Yeah, and having heard where you come from, man, I really hope to work with you in the future, you know? Um, oh, likewise. Do you have anything you're you're looking to do in the future that you're... Uh, whatever, basically whatever comes along. Whatever comes along. I mean, um, I, I just, uh, I, I can direct all genres. I don't stick to one genre. I love to direct all genres, which another thing Albuquerque doesn't know, I did that in LA. I directed a lot of uh, different type things, but I directed a lot of musicals. When you say different, what was something that somebody might not expect that you've done? Oh, um, The Glass Menagerie. <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee Williams. Williams, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Arthur Miller, The Crucible. Yeah, so... Yeah, they I you know, because originally, you know, I was trained in drama. So, yeah, so that's but I don't stick to one genre. I have to direct different genres. I can't just stick to one thing. It's been a pleasure, Lou. I mean, oh, now I, you know, I we bump into each other every so often, but it's the first time I actually uh, think. I, I, well, I know a lot about you now that I never, yeah. never knew before. And it's it's a real pleasure meeting you. Likewise, a real pleasure meeting you too, both of you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for being on today. We really appreciate you. And we will be there to uh, check out the dinner party January 20th through February 5th. Everybody, you can get your tickets online at adobetheater.org. And um, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Likewise. Okay, see you in the theater, Lou. Okay, see you in the theater. Thank you. All right, break a leg, man. Thank you. If you have anything you'd like to announce, promote, please email us at abqstagespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say hey, and we try to make the info accurate, but please check the theater websites to confirm all uh, show times and dates. 
Let's see. First up, we got a stage reading uh, called The Favor by uh, local playwright Andy Mayo. And that's January the 15th. Uh, that's a Sunday at 6 p.m. And I believe that's going to be at the Vortex Theater. VortexABQ.org. And then we have The Dresser by Ronald Harwood. Opens Friday, January 13th for three weeks only. Fridays at 7.30, Saturdays at 7.30, and Sundays at 2 p.m. Check westendproductions.org for more information on that one. Copenhagen uh, by uh, Michael Frain, directed by Matt Heath. Opens the 27th of January and uh, runs through the February the 23rd. Studio 66. Org. And then The Dinner Party at the Adobe by Neil Simon, January 20th through February 5th. Tickets and info at adobetheater.org. And then Lava, that's going to be at uh, the Vortex Theater uh, by James Fritz, directed by Kendra Rickard. And that opens on February the 9th and runs through the 26th. Tickets available at vortexabq.org. And then Hold the Applause Productions will be doing Romeo and Juliet by William Shakespeare, February 10th through the 26th. Tickets and info at hapabq.org. Hapabq.org. And my favorite of all, Inherit the Wind by Lawrence and Lee. Opens March 3rd, runs through the 29th at the Adobe Theater. Tickets available at adobetheater.org. And then every weekend, you can check the show at The Box. Uh, Short-form improv, Fridays and Saturdays at 9 p.m., theboxabq.com. And now, Casting Corner. Starting off, The Revolutionist by Laura uh, Gunderson, directed by Georgia Athern. That's January 14th. Uh, from 10 to 12.30, and then uh, on Sunday the 15th from 2 to 4.30. For more information about that, adobetheater.org. New Mexico Shakespeare Festival is having auditions for their summer shows. This summer they're doing Midsummer Night's Dream, directed by Julia Thudium, and The Comedy of Errors, directed by Paul Ford. They will be holding auditions February 4th and February 5th at Cachette Dance and Center for the Arts. And check their website for more information and signing up for an audition time at vortexabq.org. And next, the drawer boy, that's D-R-A-W-E-R boy, uh, a play written by Michael Healy. Auditioning Saturday, February the 4th from 1 to 4, and Sunday, February the 5th from uh, 6 to 8. It's very simple. It's uh, actorstudio66.org. Okay, well, thanks to Mr. Lou Hauser for coming on uh, the episode. I mean, I love that guy's energy. I really do. Yeah, it's terrific. Uh, he's super positive, super energetic. I bet you he's a, a great director to work with. And and Neil Simon, you can't go wrong. Sounds like this is one that's going to make people laugh and uh, make them think. Yeah. So get up, go to the website, buy tickets, and go to the theater. All right. Well, I will see you there, Jimmy. You betcha. Break a leg. Break a leg.